Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 4. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they seek to change the world, and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris, and you can find me at EwokKiller on Twitter. I play Finnegan Finn Tempest, a tiefling trainer, which is a Skyrend original class supported by the Metalweave Games supplement Baby Beastry. Finn is the trainer of Cerulius, a blue guard drake. Hi, my name is Nate. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk, and I am currently hosting Cade, the demigod of the land in my brain. Hi, I'm Shannon. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Shannon. I play Aranus Gray, the god of rebellion, and I am a half-elf bard. You can also find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast, and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. As Aranus is using Brumble's shard to enhance his armor and look even more fabulous, Rhystos is looking pleased. Finally, using some of what you have. It's the first step to being a better god. Now, unless you would like any more practice against some of Brumble's newest children, we can head inside. I, for one, am famished. Yeah, I had a pretty rude awakening to a sheep eating my socks, so, like, <laughs> breakfast would be good before I get even more snippy with you. Well, does Arnus get hungry? Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so, no one wants to fight any more plants today? No. I don't know. That would just be showing off at this point. Fire burns it. But now you're in the squash field, and unless you want to cripple the Duke's Lament supplies, maybe don't put up a giant wall of fire. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not happening. All right. All right, then. All right, then. If everybody's done having a chance to show off what they don't know, we can wrap things up here. God, this guy is so Dude, bad. don't be a jerk. Maybe keep a close eye on that loot, on that little kangaroo there. I'm fascinated to see what might happen with them. And he will start flying off towards the Duke's Lament. As he does this, Finnegan looks down at Cyril and speaks a command in Draconic, and Cyril just takes off after him. I essentially just told... I, I told Cyril to keep an eye on that one. He's trouble. And mm. he's now got a shadow. <laughs> A rather large shadow. Uh, he's in the harness, so he's he's not as large, but, you know. Still bigger than Rystos. Still bigger than Rystos, yeah. <laughs> Comparatively large shadows. Okay. Does anybody have any questions about the items and abilities and things that I've just thrown into chat? <laughs> Darwin, mm. with your empowered movement, with the pillar. Mm. It is still pillar creation. 
uh, I wanted to put in a few examples of maybe what you could do, but I mean, a pillar doesn't have to grow perpendicular to the ground. Right. It could be at whichever angle you so choose. Yeah, just, no, I think it has to be on natural ground is all, right? Yeah, yeah. Or at least natural origin. I'm, I'm certainly willing to give it a shot if you're in like a natural stone castle thing, because that's just like cut out of the land and then just put over there. Oh yeah, that's so true. So I don't want to, I don't want to limit it. It's more like, oh, you're in a wooden house. Like, no, it's not going to work there. Um, Got you. Or metal. I don't think it would really work on. Or like cement or concrete, if that were such a. Th- right, right, right. Because that's been processed. You need all natural, organic ground. Okay, okay, that's cool. I got you. Yeah, um, and then Arnis, your empowered spells, and then your rebellious spells. So named because you're the god of rebellion. <laughs> Sometimes they just don't do what you want. Yeah. Yeah. With more training, that can go away, or you can gain proficiency in it. Yeah, you know, it's just a, it's just a matter of time, really, and how much you want to use it. And I guess one thing that I didn't tell either of you, Darwin or Arnis, if you run out of charges and still want to use one of those abilities, we can get creative. <laughs> yeah, don't get creative. <laughs> it's not going to go well. Right? You're just tapping into power without that element of control that you can exhibit. So things could get creative. Daisy. Boo. Yeah, tapping into power <laughs> without control seems like a great idea. Well, you know. That always goes so well for us. Mm-hmm. I think Rystos would stand behind this decision. <laughs> uh, Rystos. God, I just want to smack that kid around. <laughs> I will never not stop calling him a kid. So I, say, I know he has an attitude like a child, but he is older than any of you. <laughs> okay. By the time you get into the Duke's Lament, the sun is starting to rise. Most of your party is awake by now and looking for food. Tenacia has indeed prepared biscuits for the morning, along with some cured meats. As you enter in, folks give you a nod, a wave, a hello. And Duke Everhart, as ever, is seated on a stool at the far end of the bar. He has not forgotten your promise of yesterday. But there's not much he can do about it until you do help him. Um, what do folks want to do? Some food, some this, drink. Yeah, pretty much the second I walk into the bar, I kind of ta- like I don't shout over at the Duke, but I just say like, "Hey, buddy, I haven't forgotten about you. I just I really need to eat breakfast first. <laughs> and I'm drinking mine. Take your time. <laughs> Tanisha also makes him, like, smoothies. He can't really chew. Alright, so people want to eat. Is anybody drinking alcohol? It's still early. It's like 10 o'clock in the morning. Nope. Oh, I, I don't drink that early. Okay. <laughs> Not when you're in a good mood, anyways. Finnegan's having one. Hey! It's just, just an ale. To... It's just one ale in the morning. It's gonna hurt you. I was more just curious about who would be morning drinking at this point. We're not going to do anything with you getting drunk or whatnot. Finnegan doesn't have a drinking problem. He just, you know, spent some time in the military. Why would you mm-hmm. not drink in the morning? You got to put something I, I in your body. 
As you're all having breakfast, Parlin enters the room, refreshed from a good night's sleep. Oh, it was wonderful to be in a bed again. Oh, but it would be so nice to hit the road. Just us, traveling, preaching, extolling the virtues of our God, looking out for the world. Yeah. Tonk and Seth are having a little bit of a chat in the morning. Morello, mahogany, at a separate table. And Felicity's up at the bar. She's eating. She's not drinking alcohol. But she's also not showing off her new air arm. <laughs> it still takes some effort. Plus, there's not a great need for it at the moment. As Tanisha is clearing your plates and mugs, she says, I hope the outside was nice enough for you. The sheep didn't give you any trouble. Apparently one of your uh, young ones let him out last night. <laughs> the sheep were no trouble. <laughs> That's good. Like, I say that, I give a little chuckle to her, and then I throw a look over at Rystos like, mm. <laughs> He puts his hands up like, it wasn't me. You know what you did. Mm -mm. He took your stuff. He didn't say I, he had anything to do with the sheep. I know, that's what I'm saying. Like... The sheep this morning that I dealt with eating my sock mm -hmm. wasn't an issue, but mm -hmm. the fool that was the reason the sheep could get into my backpack. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, I'm all right. It's fine. Sure you are. All right. The only thing I have for you in the bar right now is the Duke, unless you want to chat more with Rystos or any of your party members about something in particular. No, I really don't. I guess it's I guess it's Duke time. Is it Duke time then? Okay. I'm really I'm really nervous, but yeah, it's Duke time. Are you ready to duke it out? Shut up. <laughs> I need to concentrate. <laughs> Why? You've got your empowered spells. Oh, this is a new day. Arnis, before you do anything magical with the Duke, please roll your 1d6 to determine how many divine charges you have. Four. Okay. Wonderful, wonderful. Darvin, would you like to do the same? You're, would you like to roll your d4 to determine how many divine charges you have? Yes. should do that. Yes. Except I forgot to prepare a d4. Give me... Ah, no problem. <laughs> Give me a chance to vamp a little bit. With the new divine powers that Darwin and Arnis are able to tap into, they have learned how to harness these with divine charges, which we roll for at the start of the day. I have a d4. I'm ready. Okay. I rolled a three. It's plus one, right? Yeah, it's plus one. So four total. All right. Darwin gets one d4 plus one divine charges. Today he has four. Arnus gets 1d6 plus 1 divine charges, and today he has 4. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. <laughs> That's very average. That is perfectly average. You rolled a 3. Okay. And also, just for future reference sake, we will not be rolling these each and every day, like if we're doing a traveling montage or something. Got it. It's really only like, hey, we're going to start doing abilities with these. Let's make sure we actually have a number for the day. Got it. So yeah. Alrighty. Arnis. With your empowered spells. 
between you, Darwin, Finnegan, Cyril, how do you want to do this and where do you want to do this? You can do this here just in the middle of the tavern. You can take him outside. You can take him over to his room. It's um, up to y'all. I, He's I like compliant. Not, I feel like not moving him is probably the best idea. Um, I honestly can't remember what I did the last time. Did I cast... Did I cast Greater Restoration or did I cast Regenerate? You, I believe, cast Regenerate because that's your new big ass healing spell, right? Yeah. Your seventh, I think so. yeah. Because you could only do that once per day. Right. You only have one of those spell slots. Right. Yes, it was Regenerate. Okay. Then that's that's what I want to do. All right. You want to do that just right here in the middle of the bar? <sighs> yeah. As you prepare to do this, everybody gathers round. Mm. Parlin is practically on your back as you're getting ready to do this. The kids and the teens are more off to the sides. Tanisha is watching with wonder as to whether or not this might actually work. Oh, God. Is anybody holding him down while you do this? Not necessary. I'm just asking for flavor. <laughs> You take that big silence as a no. Yeah. No. Nobody wants to not. touch the guy you're about to cast divine magic on? Okay. No. It's probably. Carolina and Sam will also be. Um, they'll be watching, but more from a distance. All right, RNS. There is no role required for the regenerate spell. There is no role required for empowering your spells. And since this is a healing spell, I don't think we need to roll on the Rebellious either. Uh, If a spell's only effect is restoring hit points, you don't need to attempt the saving throw. I want to say roll it, just so we can have a little bit of fun here. (laughs) Oh, thanks. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank God it's not a one. Okay. I mean, it's not great. What did you roll? But it's not. Okay. This is a wisdom save, right? Um, whenever you cast a spell, attempt a saving throw against your own spell save DC, uh, using the same ability as the one used to determine it. Okay. So that's your charisma, right? Oh, charisma. Yeah, it's charisma. Why would it be wisdom? I'm a bard. What an idiot. Okay. Um, I got a 19. Okay. Does that be your own spell save DC? Yeah, it's 18. Okay. In which case, nothing weird is going to happen here. Um, quick question. What is your what is your charisma saving throw bonus? Plus ten. Plus ten? Oh mm-hmm. geez. So you'd have to roll pretty poorly to fail. But I, I think have that's to roll a below an eight. I think that's a good level. Good thirty-five percent chance of things not working well, and then a nice five percent chance of them going terribly. And a nice five percent chance of them going wonderfully if you crit. Okay. So a nineteen. Nothing to worry about there from the rebellious spell feature. So you cast Regenerate on Duke Everhart here in the tavern as he's sitting on his stool. The withering on him had advanced so much more than on anybody else that you'd seen who was still alive. So it is difficult to tell if anything is happening at first. But there's a slight pulse. You can see cracks forming in the outer 
ossification shell, purple light beginning to glow out from underneath. The Duke says, is, is, it, is it working? I feel weird and warm and this is new. And as he's saying this, his words are flowing just a little bit smoother, a little bit easier. And there's a shattering sound and a small burst of light as this ossified shell flies off. And the dwarf, Duke Everhart, still emaciated, still rather thinned from the withering and his general inability to eat, is sitting there, bone fragments slowly falling out of his long, long gray beard. And he moves weakly, because he hasn't moved in a long time. But he moves, and he turns, and he blinks, touches his own hair, touches his own beard, enjoying the sensation that he had missed for so long. He blinks, he squints, it's far brighter than he's used to. I don't know what y'all did, but I think it's an improvement. Which one of you is, which one of you is Arnis? Like, squinting around among the group. That would be me. Thank you, young man. <sighs> Takes a deep breath, has a deep sigh, enjoying the sensation, the air filling his lungs. <clears throat> oh, this is fantastic. This is wonderful. I'm uh, afraid there's not much I can do in the way of repaying you at the moment. Please don't. But now that I can start moving around again, it's time to get this place back into shape. <laughs> Even out these floors. Get everything working again. If you're able to help with that as well, it'd be much appreciated. Get the old gals, defenses and whatnot, up and running. And drums his fingers on the bar. Oh, we we won't be here for long, but we'll we'll do what we can while we're here. In which case, I think the Duke will ask, "How long are you here for?" Ah. Uh. I mean, I don't actually know. <laughs> I I feel like we're sort of at the point where we could leave kind of any time. But it might be worth it to stay like one more night and then get on the road. Mm -hmm. And at this point, it's really ent entirely up to the three of you how long you want to stay at the tavern. Seems about right. <laughs> I mean, you already have goals that you want to do outside of this area. Right. So if you want to shirk those responsibilities, the Duke would be more than happy to put you to work <laughs> fixing up the place. Shirk our adventuring responsibilities for day labor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That sounds like a Darwin thing to do. You have any trees that need chopping down? Except for the day labor part. Oh, you're right about trees, though. <laughs> I mean, there's squashes to be hauled in and 
prepared food to cook. But no, the Duke is far more interested in getting the tavern back up to its former glory. And he will tell you if you can stay, especially if you have any way to power something, the tavern could be glorious again. There's the defenses. There's the weapons. There's even getting this thing rolling again. Literally mobile. Been a long time since we've been out on the road. Tanisha is on one hand like, oh, please don't get him started. But on the other hand, very appreciative of him being healed and willing to, you know, do what it takes to make the Duke happy. Uh, and if that means working on the tavern, then that means working on the tavern. If Arnis and Darwin are saying we're staying for a day, then like Finnegan's got chores to do that he's been doing for weeks. He's going to go get to work. Okay. Finish his pint and go to work. Darwin, Arnis, what do you want to do? You want to stay and help out and improve the tavern? I mean, or do you want to hit the road? It just feels like. I mean, why, right? And we're in a hurry. We have stuff to do. So, like a day to be polite, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't feel the need to like <laughs> heal and run. Um, so, like, I'm I'm down for sticking around for the rest of the day, helping where we can, and then, um, mm-hmm. and then getting going tomorrow. I, I think if the party's only staying for a day. Uh, the work that the Duke would ask of you and that Tanisha would encourage you to do would mostly be like de-rusting the place, getting at it with a nice stiff scrub brush and polishing sure. it. Because before, before the tavern can do any of those fantastic things that, it, that the Duke says it can do, uh, yeah, it's got to be clean. It's got to be de-rusted. Some of those moving parts, you know? So if you just want to put in a day's labor, scrub and rust with some steel wool or with grinders or whatever, you know, you can, which would be polite, but I don't think it would get to the point where, uh, get it back to the glory that the Duke is talking about. The glory of old. Yeah. I'm down to scrub uh-huh. some rust off of stuff. Yeah. Off of everywhere. Sure. All right. It's a question. Are you going to get anybody else in the party to help you out? Um, if they're up for it. I mean, basically I would tell them like, we're going to leave tomorrow. Um, Darwin and I are going to help out, like clean it up. If you want to, you can, but it's up to you. Mm-hmm. I think with that attitude, Tonk and Parlin will be your two volunteers. Felicity can help, like, change out the water pails and stuff. But with mm. uh, just the one arm, she doesn't want to necessarily spend a whole bunch of time scrubbing. Uh, Tonk, because he's eager and young and full of energy. Parlin, because they are determined to prove their worth and impress their god. <laughs> Seth is going to do some, oh, uh, no, Sam and Carolina would help out. They might disappear in the afternoon for a little bit too long to go handle some Sam and Carolina business, but they'll help out. That's about right. (laughs) So as everybody's working today, let's just make this real simple. Everybody make a constitution saving throw. 
Let's see how tiring this day is. Oh, dear. Ooh, I like that as a start. Alrighty. Darvin, what did you get? Ooh, that's not a great roll. Hang on. Uh, it's a 10. Okay. Aranis? Same. 10. <laughs> and Finnegan? 19. Show off. Right. Well, Finnegan's able to put in a full day's work and not be completely tired at the end of it. He was right. We should have had that drink, too. (laughs) (laughs) Loosen the old muscles up. Right? I mean, I don't know how much physical labor Darwin and Arnis are used to putting in on any given day. Darwin, tell me, at what point in the day, what task is it you're working on where you just, like, lose your energy? Oh, man. Well, we're de-resting, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm... Where is the rust? Like, what am I getting rust out of? Everywhere. The whole tavern is made of metal. Like, there's the doors and the the shutters and... Okay. And things. But there's also a bunch of dwarven runes, which are part of the offensive and defensive capabilities of the tavern as a whole. Um, and then there's the roof and the chimney and the fireplace and anything else that you might think of in a tavern. I'm probably um, just bedrooms. I'm probably just working on. I'm just gonna choose like a random patch of wall to work on, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna get very far. <laughs> like the patch of wall I choose is gonna be one size, you know, like a couple feet wide maybe, and about my height tall. But the amount I actually de-rust is much much smaller than that. Aww. What about you, Arnis? At what point in the day? What are you doing? Where you just hit that wall and you're exhausted. I think that, like, I tried to take on a banister, like, going up the stairs. And then realized that the stairs were metal, too. And so I was trying to do, like, every stair and the banister next to it, like, going up. (laughs) And I get, like, three stairs in and I'm just like, oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) <laughs> Finnegan, with your 19. Yes. This day is not all that tiring for you. <laughs> what is the impression that Darwin and Arnis leave on you with how they got worn out with their amount of work? Um, y'all are soft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, And it's not necessarily a negative thing. I mean, I know the reputations. They're known for, you know, fighting fights, not for doing manual labor. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely not the most negative impression, but it's definitely like the, well, if we have to do any real work, um, we know who's going to be doing it. It's not them. <laughs> Alrighty. Alrighty. I also do love that the squishy wizard equivalent is the one who had the strongest, toughest day. Well, you've been working in the tavern for a few weeks now. I think that's it. You like, like I, I just, you know, everything I've been doing on a daily basis still needed to be done today. So I just did mm. that. <laughs> yeah. You didn't have to go and pol- polish the walls or anything. Tonk does his best. He's working on doors or shutters, just trying to get the, the squeaks out. Arnis, did you start at the top or the bottom of the stairs? I started at the bottom. Okay. 
in which case parlance started at the top and they kept going well past the point of exhaustion uh, just to try to impress you by the end of the day their hands are wrinkled from the water scratched up from the harsh brush that they've been using they're just sweating profusely and they just look so out of it but they they just kept going and there's a few times there's a few times while you were working that you heard them mutter like something in exhaustion like oh yeah not necessarily swearing at the work but you know you know how it is when you're working on an inanimate object and it's frustrating and you maybe vent at said object they mumble it under their breath a few times but sometimes you aren't sure if you're hearing it out of their mouth or if you're hearing it from their head as a prayer like ah god bless it yeah and everyone's hard day of work can come to an end and you can imbibe and eat to your heart's content, such that Tanisha can provide. If anybody's willing to perform, they may. If not, that's fine. The Duke is starting to walk around a bit, getting used to being mobile again. And as everybody's wrapping up dinner, he emerges from his room and he's since brushed his hair back and he's brushed his beard, put on nicer clothes. They still fit way too loosely because he's lost so much weight, but he's looking far more Duke-like than he did before. More regal. Mm-hmm. Duke wasn't just some fancy title that he gave himself. Um, I would definitely, like, play a little bit, if that's, that's all right. That's all right. Tonk's arms are too tired to play. Plus, yesterday did not go so well. Yeah. Um, Arnis. Roll performance. Well, it's a good thing I've got a good bonus. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's a 21. Okay, nice song. The tavern is filled with good music. And as everybody is enjoying the end of the day, Ristos has a roll. I think it's probably stuffed with a little bit of squash, like, a, like an empanado, probably. <laughs> He's munching on that. He's got himself a little drink. He sets himself down next to Darwin. Finnegan, are you with Darwin? Sure. Okay. He sets himself down on the table with Finnegan and Darwin. He motions to you, Darwin. You know, I know, I know you're not a god, but you've got, you got Kate up there banging around. It's nice to see that you haven't fully given in to the, uh, I don't want to say laziness or apathy of the gods, but, you know. Nice to see you're still willing to put in a day's work. Oh, yeah. Very appreciated. I've always been a hard worker. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> what I'm known for. That's right. But, uh, Darwin, Finnegan, we're getting out of here tomorrow? I think so. All right. You know, Darwin, you and Arnis still have a long ways to go. I don't just mean on the road. Long way to go. I, yeah. I am here to help you, teach you the rules, maybe help you to better control things. 
I realize I may not always be pleasant. It's not my decision to be here. And sometimes the divine can be frustrating. Hmm. You're not bothering me. I'm pretty hard to... Can't think of what I'm hard to do. Annoy? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I... mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That said, when it's lesson time, when I'm trying to teach you something, can't promise that I'm always going to be in a good mood. Well, that's fair. But if you need more practical practice, I can reach Brumble. <laughs> we can get more of those plants up here. No, smaller ones. Smaller. We had to show off the first time, you know. You understand. I can reach Brumble. Get some of the new kids out here for you to play with. Experiment with. If not, we can just stick to the book. And he taps the book hanging from his neck. Finnegan, Darwin. If we're leaving here in the morning, where are we going? Uh, onward. <laughs> That's a good attitude to have. What about you, Finnegan? You just here to follow? I, I figure I owe Harness at least a little. But also I have a, a f- faint idea that they're heading in the direction that I'd be going in I- either way. Mm-hmm. What, what's the direction you want to go in? RNS aside. Up. The sky? Oh no, down. Or maybe left. Or right. Or maybe, I don't want to tell ya. <laughs> Up the butt around the corner. <laughs> well, alright then, I'm under no obligation to help you. I, from what I've seen, you don't seem to be really helping anyone much, except rather annoying them and trying to do good. But, you know, I've, I've had a lot of trainers and masters, and I've had a lot of uh, sergeants and drill sergeants and all of the like. And I can tell you one thing from what I've seen in you that I've seen in many of the worst of them. And that is a hmm. lack of understanding and how to teach people well. Hmm. Okay, Finnegan. Of all those trainers and sergeants and drill sergeants you've had, masters and whatnot, how many of the good ones didn't want to be there? How many of the good ones were teaching out of obligation instead of desire? There you hit on it. None of them. You cannot be a good teacher if you don't want to be doing what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Such is life, though. Such is life. I, I look to Darwin at that point and I say, ah, for what it's worth for my two gold, if you will, I wouldn't take any lessons from someone who doesn't want to be teaching me. Smart. But if you have no other option. Well, that's true. I mean, if you can get any of the other gods down here to teach you something, by all means. I, in my experience, boyo. When it comes to learning, you're better off learning on your own than from someone who doesn't want to teach you. But again, that's just my two gold. It's an expensive opinion. (laughs) Well, it comes from many years (laughs) of, again, training and learning and Mm -hmm. schooling. Well, 
maybe if when demigods and gods screwed up, it was less catastrophic for everybody else around, I'd be more willing to leave. Or the gods would be more willing to let them teach themselves. Oh, for, for someone who uh, says he doesn't want to be here, you sure, sure are quick to come up with excuses as, as to why you should stay. How about another drink, Finnegan? <laughs> I'll be right back. He flies over to the bar. Darvin, I wouldn't trust that one. Not at all. Keep an eye on it. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Is there anything else people want to do tonight before we hit the road in the morning? Nope. Nope. I don't think so. Alright, alright. RNS finishes up his set. Darvin or Finnegan, if there's nothing that you want to say to RNS about your little conversation with Rystos. That's fine. Oh, no. I, I fully intend to tell Arnis that, you know, the guy who wants to teach him how to be a god doesn't want to teach him how to be a god. He <laughs> doesn't want to be here and do what he's tried to convince everyone to let him do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I take it everybody sleeps outside again. Yes. That's yeah, where Finnegan's comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Outside was nice, except for the sheep. That's fine. Well, make sure that their pen is locked up. I mean, that wasn't a fault of you guys. Somebody did leave it open. Tonk left it open. He's just, he's a teen. He didn't really care too much. Question for the group. What is our next destination? I don't know. What is it? Um, I thought we were headed down to, is it Libera? That's right. Are we not stopping in Earl? Oh, are we are we doing that? I don't know. I'm asking questions. Well. It's on the way, right? It is on the way, yes. Yeah, then. That's not a terrible idea. Then Earl. Finnegan has no opinion on Earl. I know. Mm-hmm. Although if you tell Finnegan what's going on in Earl, he'll have an opinion on what's going on in yeah, Earl. Yeah, <laughs> I figured. I figured. Mm-hmm. So tonight, as you're all discussing where exactly are we going next, you know, we're hitting the road. Which road? Where are we going? What are we going through? If Earl is the next destination where you have things that you want to do, how do you want to get there? The, the giants, the giants from the capital, Elder Garshen and her children, thanks to your endorsement of their claim on leadership on the continent, aside from giving you some grim pendants that they'd taken from uh, conscription folk, they did also say that you could have safe passage through their territory near Vongfeld Peaks and underneath in the Protectorate of Stone, where they have taken up residence. They have been in residence there for some time. So if you wanted to cross the Sourleaf River and go back through there, where you've had uh, interesting times, let's just say, getting chased down a mountain and all that, you could go through that way. Or you could go through what remains of Honey Hollow and take that road further south to Earl. And I guess technically Medullary Hill is still south of you if you wanted to swing through there again. I know it wasn't much the first time through, but it's been some years, so things may have changed. I don't think I really have much of an opinion except that 
the idea of even having to go past Honey Hollow kind of makes me queasy. Right. Take the peaks. We haven't been there in forever. Go go through Giant Country. We haven't been there in forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, one second, real fast. Let me grab my map. Sorry, here we go. Sorry, taking a closer look at the map. Unless you go off road, you will have to go through Honey Hollow. <laughs> Even if you take the detour through Giant Country to the the relatively safer path. Honey Hollow comes before that crossing over the river. Nice. So we will be forced to come to grips with that. Well, all right then. Unless you take a very different route. Um, Do you want to go through Medullary Hill? That is a bit more out of the way. Um, no, I don't see a reason to. Walk a shame through Honey Hollow. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Before I get into this, are there any last things people want to do here at the tavern with Tanisha, with the Duke, or in general before we're on the road and away from anything close to resembling indoors and <laughs> common niceties? Nope. 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 Okay. After a hard day's work, scrubbing the Duke's lament, getting it back into fighting shape, Duke Everhart grows more and more pleased with his returned vigor. Being able to see, being able to touch again, are pleasantries that he had all but given up on. And with your help, you have returned those to him. And he sees in his future promise again. Though you may be tired and exhausted from it, it is a day well spent. Everyone has a chance to eat and drink, be fed and warm before hitting the road again. After another comfortable night under the stars, with the sheep and the goats nearby, morning comes. There is a pleasant smell on the air from the nearby squash fields. There's gentle bleating and bawling from the animals, and your allies are quickly able to gather up their belongings, get back to the wagons. As usual, Sam takes control of the lead wagon as he hits the road. Partland will lead the rear wagon, and the horses begin the journey south with a steady gait, the sounds of their bone-covered wings still clattering now and again. As the sun rises, as the air warms, Tonk plays a gentle tune on his lute, accompanied by his music box. And despite the trials that may lie ahead in Honey Hollow, Earl, and Libera, the mood among your allies is surprisingly warm and upbeat. Some have never had to face the type of adversity that awaits Some are happy to support you, and some are just happy to be along for the ride. And with your allies with you, and the road ahead, we ride off south into the winter. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. 
thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 city council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 governor level, thank you, Paul Calicott, Phoenix Bryan, and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrenpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrenpodcast.com. As always, thanks to Daryl Barnes for creating our theme music. You can find them on Twitter at Daryl Barnes underscore. We also want to thank the talented at Gabby underscore Desu on Twitter for our fantastic podcast art. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrend. <laughs>